Are you the family IT guru, even though you never studied IT? Is it because you know how to Google or because you fix the problem once by rebooting and now suddenly you are the resident Bill Gates? If so, this podcast is for you. Today, I will share some tips that saved my bacon a couple of times, and I'm hoping it will do the same for you. Let's talk home IT superhero tips. Hey everybody, Rian here, your honest IT advisor from IP Dimension. And today's podcast is focused on our home IT superheroes, the family guys, you know, that go-to guy that you call if you've got an issue on a computer at home. So these tips that I'm going to share today is focused specifically at you guys. Now, I don't know if you would agree with me, but one of the most difficult things to do is to remotely assist somebody with hardware issues. And I'm talking about cables. Um, cables that connect peripherals to computers. So tip number one is when you visit your family member the next time, take a picture of the back end of the computer and if possible, label the cables that's connecting to it. Now remember here that you need to label the computer end as well as the peripheral end. This is going to save your bacon, really. It, It helped me a lot of times. And the reason for this is that People are afraid of connecting cables to a computer. And the primary reason for that is that they are afraid that they would blow something up or cause a short circuit or maybe, you know, break a port or um, magically bend a port. And that's not the case. There's an easy way and a, a forced way to connect peripherals to a computer. And there is basically just one way of connecting a cable to a computer to the back end of it so my tip here is to take a picture of the back end of the computer with all the cables connected but do yourself a favor and take a picture beforehand as well and the reason for this is it makes troubleshooting a lot easier if the family member accidentally disconnected a cable or uh, they don't know where something came out, uh, they probably had a vacuum cleaner at the back of the computer and a cable got disconnected for some reason. If you've got a picture of before and after, you can show them and exactly show them where to put that cable back in and have it up and running in no time. So this would help you in identifying uh, which ports are open and which ports are being used and they would feel at ease and and comfortable with connecting that cable back because they know that it was there and they they won't be able to blow it up again. Another thing that you should consider here is the next time you visit mom or dad or grandma um, is allow them to practice on how to connect and disconnect these cables. And the reason for this is it would build familiarity so they would get comfortable in connecting these cables and it takes away that uncertainty and that possibility of blowing something up so you can show them that nothing's going to blow up they won't break anything um, nothing's going to bend show them how to do it make them comfortable with cables and um, this would assist them drastically in doing some of their own initial troubleshooting before they end up calling you That brings me to tip number two. 
show them how to reboot. Now, I know <laughs> how the guys are being teased about this. Have you tried turning it off and on again? But rebooting a unit really helps. So literally show them how to hard reboot a system. Where the cable unplugs from the computer, which button you need to hold in to hard reboot or hard shut down or hard power up the machine. Um, show them how to do it. Now, when we say hard reboot devices, we mean all devices. So show them how to hard reboot a cell phone. Um, a satellite TV decoder, printers, wireless routers and access points, and uh, yes, even the gate motor, if you'd like to save yourself some time. So show them how that works. Remember, you're the IT guy, but because you understand computers, you understand all electronics. So show them how to reboot. It's going to save you time and effort. Let's talk about tip number three. And this is a very important one, is download and store device drivers to a folder on the desktop. This one saved me a bunch of times. So for some reason, when people start fiddling on computers and, and start to try and resolve issues by themselves, they end up accidentally deleting or removing devices without even knowing it. And then you get a phone call that my Wi-Fi isn't working anymore or um, for some reason I can't connect to the internet anymore or I don't know why, but the printer suddenly stopped working. So save yourself some time and effort. Download the latest device drivers and save it on a folder on the desktop and show your family member how to get to that folder. So it's much easier to direct them over the phone to go to a specific folder, let's say for instance a printer driver, how to execute that specific driver and how to install the driver on the computer. It's gonna save you time and effort and um, it might just resolve the issue even before it becomes a major issue. Um, another thing that you should consider saving on the computer is a master password file. So consider how many passwords your, your relative is using. It might be a password for e-filing, a password for email, a password for uh, Google Play Store or um, iOS Store. It might be you know, passwords for online shopping, for portals, and they tend to forget these passwords. So get an application like um, MasterPass or OnePass or RoboForm. That's a master password file. Save these passwords under that master password file and give them that one master password. It's one password that they would need to remember. And when they access that password manager, they can log in and get the exact password that they need for that specific application. It's going to take a bit of time initially, especially if they've already forgotten the password, then you need to go through, through the reset password process. But if they do have that in place, uh, record those passwords, save it under your password manager and store the master password on your own computer um, and give the master password to them so that they know where it is, what it is, and how to use it. Show them how to use that master password program. It's going to save them effort. Tip number four, create a shortcut to TeamViewer or AnyDesk or any other remote management software or remote support software that you're comfortable with 
on their desktops. Do not save it under a folder, under root, or under a documents folder. Save it on the desktop. The easier it is to get hold of that shortcut, the easier it is for you to, re to render remote support. And now very important here is, don't just save the shortcut there, show them how to use it. Many a time, people have struggled even with an application such as AnyDesk or TeamViewer. And that's purely because the end user did not know how to use it. Remember, uh, people get frustrated. Um, so they've, they've probably struggled with the issue for a very long time, and then they made the decision to give you a call to try and resolve it, and now they're frustrated. Uh, they're really fed up with the issue, and a simple thing such as a remote user ID or a local user ID can cause the remote session to fail. If they use the wrong one or give you the wrong details, you'll not be able to connect and that would cause the remote session to fail or never happen in the first place. So show them how to use it when there's a calm situation, uh, when there's no duress or um, no urgent matter that needs to be solved. Sit them down, show them how to use it. Um, just make them comfortable with remote support and show them how it looks. Um, in many cases, we've had people that, that we render remote support to and you suddenly see the mouse start moving and application starts opening. And that's because the remote user, um, they don't realize that you're busy working on their computer and they're thinking that they can continue with whatever else they've got going on instead of just leaving everything alone and allowing you to continue with your work and continue to resolve the issue. So show them how it works and, and then show them that you've got remote control over their computer and um, that this is how you would resolve an issue. Also, um, do a bit of caution and training here. Um, show them the dangers of allowing remote support to their computers um, and how easy it is to make a wrong click to give somebody full control over a computer or lock yourself out of the computer. Um, show them or make them aware of the dangers of unauthorized remote access. Um, show them which buttons to click to allow full control or just allow remote viewing um, or allow text um, support. Um, train them on these remote support applications. That brings me to tip number five and that's to teach them general window shortcuts. Now this might sound like a stupid idea or a oh, who, know, who doesn't know shortcuts but if and, and I've heard this from several sources. When I do give remote support, I often use shortcuts like the Windows button and R or press Control C and Control V. People have no idea what that's being used for. In, in IT speak, that's Control C for copy and Control V for paste, uh, Control Z for undo. But the general public do not know that. And when you start talking IT jargon on IT shortcuts in a remote support session, you're just adding to the frustration. So teach them the general shortcuts. Where's the start button? Where's the Windows button? Is it the same thing? Um, how do they get to the run dialog box? How do they open up a command prompt? Um, how do they copy that password from the master password file and paste it into an email application, for instance. Show them how that works. It's going to take away a lot of frustration when you eventually need to render that some remote support. Um, 
So teach them how that works. Another tip that, that I initially thought that I would share was to show people how to Google. Um, and this might be a good idea in some instances, and it might be a bad idea in some instances. You generally don't want people who, who are, and I say this with all respect, who are IT illiterate to start Googling on how to resolve an issue. Um, a little bit of knowledge is very dangerous. You don't want people to go and Google for an answer and then they tend to, to make the problem way worse than it would have been in initially just to give you a phone call and get it resolved. Um, some people are much more comfortable with Googling and finding out a bit more about a problem and, and encourage that. If people would like to read up about a problem, encourage that. But don't encourage them to apply the resolution uh, or the solution. Uh, rather, encourage them to give you a call and discuss the suggested answer with you and then work with them to apply that suggested solution. Um, this would help them build confidence and it would take away some of the stress from the call as well. So you can use that as a tip if you'd like to. Uh, in some instances, as I said, that would work. Some instances, it's going <laughs> to bring you in a bit of trouble, but you would, you would gauge who has the ability to Google for an answer and actually apply it, or who should rather just stay away from Google and just give you a phone call. A final word of advice. Stay calm. Remember, the family member, whether it be mom or dad, grandma or grandpa, cousin, person who phoned you is already feeling bad for bothering you with a problem. And they might sound angered at the problem but it must be perceived as feeling sorry for bothering you because they don't know any further they don't know how to fix this problem and and the possibility is that they've been pondering for a couple of hours on whether they should give you a call or shouldn't give you a call because this is such a stupid problem and they just don't know how to resolve it and they don't want to bother you because you're so busy and blah 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 and so forth fact is you need to stay calm um, they are on the back foot. Um, they're already feeling you no know, stressed about it and, and worried about the fact that they're bothering you. So the, the calmer you stay and the calmer you approach the situation, the easier you're going to resolve it. Make it a friendly conversation. Um, usually they feel that it's something that they did. That's a dumb thing that they did that caused the problem. And in many cases, that is not the case. So put them at ease. And if possible, show them what caused the problem so that it doesn't happen again. Or if it happens again, they know how to resolve it. Great. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been insightful. And I welcome all of you home IT superheroes to get in touch with me if you've got any further suggestions or anything that you would like to add to these top tips by all means I will gladly share them and um, you're welcome to send them to marketing at ipdimension.net thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to speaking to you again have a great day